0: Praise you even now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So as usual, I had one thing set. Because uh, we were going to pick off where I left off last, uh, well, a couple weeks ago. Thank you, Phil, for bringing the word last amen. week. Amen. Thank you for making us laugh. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's always good to laugh. Amen. Amen. So we're going to continue along with the true vine. I guess this is part six, but I was going to finish uh, going through Ephesians chapter four, but, you know, and I think we only got to one verse anyway, verse 17, and we probably won't get to it today. But, you know, as I was uh, studying uh, yesterday and even this morning, um, I felt led to go on and talk about the letter of Ephesians in Ephesus. So we have a background and understanding of it you know so when we do get there we'll see what uh the church was dealing with there right um you know uh thank you for those that came out on wednesday uh thank you for your text luke uh you know even after we finished praying you know i felt the difference in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and that's what we have to man we have to remember to bond strong strong man mm-hmm. amen we we, we, ha- we have to stop looking at people But we have to bind a strong man and that's what's going to bring change to the hearts of men, to our communities and things like that. Amen. 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 So I don't know where this is going to go, but we'll we'll flow with it. And uh, I'll stop when I stop. Amen. (laughs) I don't plan on speaking long, but uh, we'll see. So, um, you know, we talked about the, you know, about abiding in the true vine and how, you know, the first step is we have to become born again. Right. And then, you know, Jesus says that we, we have to abide in him. Right. And we, we can't just not abide in him because it's a, it's a daily process. It's a daily walk and it can be hard on our flesh at times. And that's what we have to remember. Right. So we have to understand sometimes that, you know, what Ephesians talks about when we get there is, um well, the first is, is, six, is six books, is six books, six chapters, excuse me, six chapters in the book of Ephesians. And Paul wrote that. It was one of four epistles that Paul wrote from when he was in, in, in jail, well, house arrest, right? Along with uh, Colossians, Philippians and Philemon. And it was the longest out of all four. Uh, but he deals with it in the first three, you know, Paul, didn't write it. He wrote it as a long letter. Later on, it got put in the chapter and verses. But, you know, the first three chapters deal with basically doctrine, New Testament doctrine. The last three chapters deal with Christian behavior, Christian lifestyle, because as we come into Christ, there's certain things that we no longer do anymore. Right. And truth be told, that's what some of the Christians were dealing with in Ephesus, because when Paul got there, they had not heard of the Holy Spirit. Scriptures tell us that. They didn't hear about the Holy Spirit. They were baptized under John's baptism in repentance. So just like the Holy Spirit would keep us, guess what? The Holy Spirit wasn't keeping them. They didn't know about the Holy Spirit until Paul came and prayed for them. And they received the Holy Spirit. And he started out with 12 people, right? So we have to understand that as Christians, our old nature doesn't die. That's what we have to remember. Our old nature doesn't die. We have to die to our old nature. That's why Galatians says to crucify our flesh, and it's important for us as believers to understand that because sometimes, you know, and I talked about it Wednesday. We could be at a gas station or just be in a store, and we could hear, let's say, an old song that we may listen to when we used to be in the world, and then it starts bringing back thoughts and memories, right? So I, I went to a, a, a retirement ceremony, a military retirement ceremony, last Friday, and I drove down to uh, the Tidewater area. Um, and I I made it a point to say that I wasn't going to stay long because I I knew I had to get on the road but I made it a point to say that because uh I knew there was going to be a DJ there (laughs) well I didn't know I saw it when I got there (laughs) but needs to say once the actual ceremony stopped then the DJ started playing me and I don't know none of these songs anymore anyway so and there wasn't no profanity being played or nothing like that but there was people older than me about my age at least they look older than me, <laughs> dancing. And then, I say, "Now nah, how in the world? But anyway, um, you know, to them, they're just having a good time. But I had to get out of there because I didn't want that in my spirit. Right. But thankfully to God, even as I left, none of those songs stayed in my spirit. Right. But we know, like I said, Wednesday, we can be at a gas station at Christmas time, and they'll play Christmas. And then all of a sudden the tune would get into our, you know, our mind our spirit and things like that and we start humming it and things like that you know but we got to be careful of those things because that can lead to our old nature starting to rise up yeah. same thing with you without uh, you know an alcoholic or you had a lust problem there's certain situations you cannot find yourself in because now that old nature will start to rise up doesn't mean you will not necessarily go out and do something right but you may be very well be tempted to do something because that's your old nature because our old nature is not dead which is why we have to guard our hearts, right? We have to guard our hearts from, from these things. And that's what Paul deals with in, uh, in his letter to the Ephesians. And, and what's significant about Ephesus was, it kind of reminds me of plenty of cities in the United States, right? Why do I say that? Because... We know Ephesus was a city, wasn't a country. So Ephesus was about 90 miles from Laodicea and about 120 miles from uh, the city of Colossus where the letter of Colossians went to. So you, if you read Ephesians and Colossians, they're kind of similar. And they got delivered to those churches at the same time. right? So when you, when you look at Ephesus, we learned a lot about Ephesus from the book of Acts. And what do we know about Ephesus? Ephesus was a stronghold Satan had a stronghold over Ephesus, right? Satan has a stronghold over many cities in this country, right? Ephesus dealt with, had an issue with idolatry. Same thing with many cities or this country per se. I'll just compare it to this country, right? We, 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 we idolize, uh, TV or uh, movie actors, musicians, um, athletes. And guess what? Even in church, we do the same thing. The Christian singer, or the 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 well-known pastor we idolize them right because now some of those pastors may not come to small-sized churches but they may go to a big church and guess what happens when they go to that church that church is advertising it right and then even people that may not attend that church because that particular minister is there and he's well known they're going to go to that church so we start to idolize that thing we start to bring it, it those things inside of the church right so even uh TBN and all those things started copying the ways of the world and we learned to what? idolize, And we don't even realize what we're doing sometimes, right? So what else did Ephesus, Ephesus deal with? Ephesus dealt with uh, demonic activity, right? Well, we're going to read today about the sons of Sceva, right? And guess what happens in the United States? We deal with demonic activity. What else did Ephesus deal with? They dealt with magic, right? And not only did they deal with magic itself, but watch this. Those who confess the Lord was dealing with magic too. And we got to be careful of that we don't do that. Amen. right? And how do we do that in the church as Christians today? Well, we start getting consumed, like Marshall mentioned it Wednesday, with the things of darkness. We start getting consumed with battling witchcraft all the time. No, we don't have to do that. Let's just walk in the light. Right? Now, there was a lot of spiritual warfare going on in Ephesus. Right? The God worked unusual miracles through the Apostle Paul. And there was a reason for that. Why? Because of the stronghold that Satan had and the demonic activities. Well, guess what? God will still work the unusual miracles through us, but are we walking according to the word? Mm -hmm. Right? Because what happens is a lot of people want to preach and teach like the Apostle Paul, but they don't want to go through what Apostle Paul went through. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were here in churches, they want that anointing of King David, but You don't want to face that rejection that David had to face through his family or being hunted down by Saul. Right. That wasn't easy having to be in hiding. Right. Because guess what? Even though Saul was after David, David was still fond of Saul. Right. So like we talk about church hurt. Right. David experienced church hurt before the church was there. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what? David still forgave. But a lot of people today don't forgive. We hold on to that. Right. And then now that church hurt keeps us from growing closer to God because now we don't no longer want to go to church because we're afraid of being hurt and being rejected again. And we can't do that. Now, we've all experienced church hurt at one time or another, and it does not feel good. But guess what? We got to push on. Right. We got to push on. Why? Because we don't idolize the pastor or anybody else in church. We go to serve Jesus Christ and upload Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 So, uh, let's see. So, what else do we know about uh, Ephesus? I think I hit on a lot of stuff already. <laughs> so, I, I, I think I touched on this, but there were still believers in Ephesus that were still dealing with things that they weren't supposed to, right? And when I read that, because I've been talking about mass the last uh, few weeks, right? Really, they were wearing masks. They were wearing masks, and we're going to see that they came confessing some things, right? And it was important... That they came to confess some things. Why? Because that's what was going to set them free. So we we talked about it before. When we wear masks. And we try to put on the front. God can't bring deliverance to us. Right? We all face different things. And that's okay. Right? There's nothing. There's no shame in that. Right? But the shame comes in when we're afraid to confess it before the Lord. Right? Or we feel uncomfortable in confessing things before our brethren. Right? That shouldn't be. Amen. So let's turn to uh, Acts 19. Acts 19. You have a say, man. All right. Acts chapter 19. We will begin at... Verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles. I'm reading from New King James. God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. So why did God have to work unusual miracles? So I kind of touched on it. Why? Because of the stronghold that the enemy had over Ephesus. Right? Because they were dealing with magic. Right? Not necessarily witchcraft because the New Testament gives us a definition of witchcraft which is pharmakia which is dealing with medicine and drugs. Right? But it talks about the King James Version has curious arts. Right? Mm -hmm. Curious arts. And guess what? When we are another uh, when we are the the Greek word for the curious arts there is actually busybodies. So when we start to be busybodies and get in people's business that's a form of magic. Mm -hmm. That's a form of magic so we should not be minding other people's business right <laughs> but guess what we do in the church a lot we get in people's business don't we don't we? all we? right that shouldn't be amen all right so verse 13 then some of the itinerant jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the lord jesus over those who had evil spirits saying we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Let's stop right there. So we read, we all read that before, right? We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Well, how could they know somebody? Because these people never met Jesus. How could they know about Jesus because they observed Paul? They observed Paul. They not only heard the apostle Paul preach, but they observed him, right? So now, in order for them to go and start trying, yeah. They were exorcists, but in order for them to go and say, hey, we're going to cast you out in, in Jesus' name, by, well, not in Jesus' name, but by the Paul, by the Jesus whom Paul preaches, they had to watch Paul. That tells us that what? Paul wasn't too big headed. Paul talked about Jesus. Paul cast out spirits by Jesus. That's right. It wasn't about the Apostle Paul. When we read throughout the New Testament, it was never about the Apostle Paul, but it was always about Jesus. Right? It was always about Jesus and Paul said himself and I talked about it before what? He would rather be accursed than see Israel lost. Right? Because Paul never made it about himself. What do we do today in church? We like to make it about ourselves. Right? Pastors, leaders, Christians, servants we like to make it about ourselves. Right? And and, and it should never be about us. We should never come to church bragging unless we're bragging about Jesus. Because there's nothing that we did. And even though the apostle Paul worked God well he didn't work it. God worked unusual miracles through the apostle Paul Paul could have got caught up in pride but he did why because God made sure he stayed humble yeah, he, did. he made sure he stayed humble with the thorn in the flesh why because Paul experienced things that the other disciples the other apostles no. the 11 and the 12 never experienced watch this Peter James and John Got to go on the mountain of Transfiguration to see the glory of Jesus. Yes. Paul got taken up to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. They didn't experience that, right? And then when we read in 2 Corinthians, we read about how you had these other super apostles that were bragging about things, and Paul felt uncomfortable even going that route because he never won. He even talked about when he talked about going, having a vision, going up to the third heaven. He talked about it in third person. So, he wouldn't get big-headed. But God made sure that he wouldn't get big-headed. Amen. Right? So, when there's all sorts of things why we wonder what that thorn of the flesh was. And I, I, I hadn't taught it, but I'll, I'll teach it today. <laughs> but, um, you know, we always say it was sickness. It wasn't sickness. Right? Doesn't mean that the thorn of the flesh can't, our thorn in the flesh may be different from the Apostle Paul's. Mm-hmm. We're all going to have different thorns in the flesh. Right? My thorn in the flesh very well could have been the cancer. Right? But Paul's wasn't uh, wasn't sickness. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians. And we're going to go back to Acts. But 2 Corinthians 12. He just gets finished speaking about division. The Old Testament actually shows us what the thorn in the flesh is. Or was. 2 Corinthians 12, when you have to say amen. 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 Alright, that was quick. Alright, so begin <laughs> at verse 7. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. So that word buffet means to beat with violence. Let's think about this right now. When we went through the book of Acts, everybody wasn't here then. but when we went through the book of Acts well we all probably more than like to read the book of, what happened every time Paul went to a new city Jesus. got beaten up people kept coming running them out of the city right Amen. no matter where and matter of fact even when he had a little bit of peace soon as they heard that Paul was there they went there stirring stuff up when Paul went to Jerusalem and this is again he experienced more than what the other apostles did but he still went to Jerusalem. Why? To make sure the stuff that he was teaching and doing was correct. So he submitted himself to the other apostles and elders of the church. That's humility. Yeah. That's humility. Right? So now, the, uh, the, every t- so when he got to Jerusalem, before he was arrested, what happened? They told him, say, hey, they're telling people you did this, this, and this. Paul's saying, because they were trying to say that he brought a Gentile into the synagogue. Paul saying, no, that's not what happened. But he tried to go to make goodwill, but they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. All right, so let's keep going. Verse 8. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So what does grace mean? Right, we hear is favor, a merit of favor. Yes, it is. But God, uh, grace also means God's merciful kindness that draws men back to Him. It also means goodwill. All right. So when we see infirmities, we automatically think sickness. Right, and it does mean sickness. It does mean disease. But remember what I talked about. Sometimes when we see that Greek word, we got to read a little bit more, not just the surface. So this is what else it means. It means weakness. And it also means trials and trouble. So every time when Paul went to these cities and these other people came, guess what happened? Again, trials and troubles. He got stoned. He got beaten, and he talks about it in Corinthians, Second Corinthians. He talks about how he was beaten, how he was stoned, how he was left for dead. People did that, all right. So now let's figure out what thorns are. Turn to Judges two. We're going to flip around a little bit in the Old Testament. Judges chapter two. Judges chapter two. When you have it say amen. Amen. amen, amen. All right, I didn't hear a big amen. I only heard like <laughs> two, <laughs> three. <laughs> so turn to the table of contents. You can't find it. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Judges chapter 2. We there? All right. Judges chapter 2 verse 3. Therefore I also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be what? Thorns in your side. I lost my place. And their God shall be a snare to you. So they shall be thorns in your side. Well, who's they? That's people. Right? Those are the nations. That Israel had to deal with alright so now let's go to no uh, no Ezekiel 28 Ezekiel 28 24 Ezekiel 28 verse 24 when you have it say amen, amen. alright Luke got it Luke, Luke <laughs> must <laughs> got a phone Luke got, <laughs> <laughs> Luke got the phone <laughs> Praise God. Praise God <laughs> Amen. We there? Amen. All right. Ezekiel twenty-eight verse twenty-four. And there shall no longer be a prick and briar or a painful thorn for the house of Israel from among all who are around them, who despise them. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So again, it was other nations being thorns to Israel. All right. So let's keep going. Let's go to Numbers thirty-three. Numbers 33, that's towards the beginning of the Bible. Or your table of contents. Or tabs if you have them. Everybody don't have tabs. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers 33, verse 55. Amen. All right, we there? All right, praise God. All right, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and what thorns in your sides. And they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. That's again dealing with what? People. All right, let's go to Joshua 22, last one in the Old Testament. Joshua oh sorry, Joshua 23. Joshua 23. Joshua 23 verse 13. Amen. We there? All right. Joshua chapter 23, verse 13. Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you, and scourges on your sides, and thorns in your eyes, until you perish from this good land. Which the Lord your God has given you, so Paul had to deal with certain people that was coming against him why because they were messengers of Satan they were trying to stop him trying to shut him up, so it was the people that were coming after him right and then you could go into second Corinthians and you can see all the things that happened to the Apostle Paul wherever he went he 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 testifies about it mm-hmm. right but that didn't stop him right so you know, it's like I said at the beginning. Sometimes we, we want to teach and preach like Paul. But are we willing to go through what Paul went through? Right? I, I was talking to a, a brother in the Lord uh, last week when I was actually on my way down to Tidewater area. And uh, he said, you know, as he started to read the Bible more and more. And he's a minister. He said, you know, he told people. He said, look, I don't want the title. I don't want to be a pastor. I just want to be a servant. Because he said as he reads the Bible, he realized you start to go through a lot, right? You start to go through stuff and, and people forget that. And then that's again how we start to put on mass and things like that. And we can't put on mass. God can't deliver that. All right, let's go back to Acts. Acts 19. And we'll pick up at the 14th verse. Acts 19. We there? Amen. Amen. All right. Acts 19, beginning at verse 14. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? So how did they know who Paul was? Paul didn't go around bragging. Paul just went doing what he was called to do. Paul went around preaching Jesus. Not about himself, not preaching himself. Right? So that got them unnoticed. And guess what? Not only do the Spirit's see, but the people saw the unusual miracles that God was working through the Apostle Paul. So they observed Paul. Same way. Well, see, sometimes we got to stop talking so much. Right, because if we got to brag about who we are in the Lord, then that tells me you don't know who you are in the Lord. Right, if we got to tell people, yeah, I'm a king's kid, I'm a child of God, that tells me you don't know. You don't know who you are, because you're not trying to convince them, you're trying to convince yourself. Because same way John the Baptist, how did he know Jesus was the son of God, the Messiah? He even he talked about it in John. He whom he sees the Spirit descended upon. Jesus didn't go, hey, I'm here. What did Jesus say to uh, Peter? Who do they say I am? Who do you say I am? No one Peter tells him, you're the Christ. uh, Jesus says, what? No one revealed that to you but the Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't have to go around saying it. Right, so, why do we think we have to go around saying it? That might be our pride. That might be our pride causing us to react like that. Pride is an ugly thing. It is, it is an ugly thing. It's something God don't like. Right? So, And all of us are capable of going in pride. No matter how talkative we are, no matter how quiet we are, it doesn't matter. We are all capable of doubling in pride. I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. And guess what? God will humble us real quick. Yeah. Now watch this. If we don't heed that humbleness, that hes if we don't heed that warning, then we're going to fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to allow us to fall. He's going to allow us to trip up. Yeah. So we got to be careful not to walk in pride. Amen. Amen. Like I said, all our thorns in the flesh are, di- are different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, 16, verse 16. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Now, that had to be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that one I have to keep to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because sometimes at work, well, when I used to work patrol, we would go to some calls and it might be some small and then we would leave the car and say, yeah, if they beat us up, then we would just have to take the loss and just not say anything. <laughs> just out of embarrassment. <laughs> all right. I diverse. Hey, back, back to the Bible. All right. Verse 17. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And guess what happened? Fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Why? Because, <clears throat> excuse me. They were used to one way of doing things. It was normal for them to engage in magic there. It was normal for them. See, Paul spent three years here, but we don't know at what point this took place. But we know when Paul got there, they didn't know about the Holy Spirit. So sometimes, when you don't know, guess what they were? They were carnal Christians. They were probably trying to do right, not trying to say they were doing wrong, but out of ignorance, they sinned what happens to us today? So a lot of Christians today sin willfully. Right? Some sin out of ignorance. Some sin willfully. Right? So let's keep going. Verse 18. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. So they're saying, look, what he's saying here is really that if you look at some translations that they were already believers. They were already believers. But guess what happened? They came confessing and telling their deeds what do we do today wear masks right Ezekiel talking about I forgot what chapter it was but Ezekiel talked about how God showed God showed Ezekiel a vision and how the leaders and the priests were behind a closed wall worshiping idols right they were hiding it from the people but God knew God knew he tells Ezekiel look what they're doing they're going before the people doing one thing, like how we come to church. Hallelujah. Soon as we get in the car, take the mask off. Soon as we get home, turn the music on to, to whatever type of music we're listening to, right? And then we start jamming. <laughs> Is that an old word? <laughs> okay. My bad. I <laughs> understood. Thank you. Y'all know what I mean. (laughs) We all ain't that young except for two people here. (laughs) So, but they came to confess their deeds. Why? Because they were doing wrong. Why? Because all of a sudden, what? A fear of God came upon them. Right? Not only a fear of God, but a fear of the enemy. They realized what would happen if you're not walking the walk. See, they got a saying today. Now, this ain't no real Recognize is real. That's what was going on here. Right? We can, we can talk the talk, but we better be walking the walk. Mm-hmm. See, we got people walking around trying to cast out this, cast out that, but they're not walking the walk. And see, nothing's coming out, number one, and that's, that's God's grace protecting you. Yes. Because if it did come out, you're going to just leave just like these sons of Sceva. Right, because you're bound in stuff. You're bound in lust. You're bound in pornography, perversion, alcohol, drugs, fornication, whatever it is, and you think you're going to walk around casting out spirits. Because you're an unclean vessel. You're not set apart. God doesn't want us to do. That's what he called Israel to do in Testament, to be set apart. To be a peculiar people. To be different. He didn't change today for us in the church to be set apart. Right. So let's keep reading. Uh 19. Also, many of those who have practiced magic, if you got the King James Version, it says curious Arts, brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled fifty thousand pieces of silver. So that number today will be anywhere from one to five million dollars. Wow. Watch this. So they were believers, but they had all these magic books in their house. What am I going to find if I go to your house with DVDs? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Kiss. Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> oh my to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you better burn them. <laughs> That's, right.
1: That's right. I can't think of nobody else. I would <laughs> say so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but we can't have these things. No. We can't have these things. And see, we don't realize when we keep those things, they open up a door for the enemy to come in. Right? Or what books do we have? And and then we say, oh, no, that's just used for studying. No, that's opening up a door for the enemy to come in. See, because God didn't want us exposed to those things. Right? He didn't want us exposed to those things. God would have rather the church in Ephesus not have to deal with that stuff. Right? But they were exposed to these things. Right. So God had to work unusual miracles. Right. So the same way, same way I talked about Wednesday. Right. He had to work unusual miracles in Ephesus. The same thing way he worked in Ephesus doesn't mean he worked in Corinth that way. Same way he worked in Corinth doesn't mean he worked in Thessalonica that way. Right. This is why we have to be careful when we try to do ABCs or whatever it is that we're doing. Because there's different strongholds for different areas. See, God didn't have to work certain things in Thessalonica like he did in Ephesus. Why? Because even though uh, though Thessalonica probably dealt with idolatry, they didn't deal with the curious hearts. It wasn't as strong as it was in Ephesus. Right? So we can't pray for something in Richmond and then pray the same thing in Colonial Heights. And vice versa. So just like I talked about Wednesday... Richmond has a high crime rate. Right? Colonial Heights deal with prejudice. Right? So we have to direct our prayers. It can't be the same. Why? Because there's a stronghold in colonial heights that will create division. So we got to pray against that spirit. We got to pray against that stronghold. Same way in Petersburg, got to pray against that stronghold. Amen. So Christians today must also remove books, images, computer files, statues, charms, games, or whatever else may have a connection with demonic spirit. So we, we, we had an um, uh, angel in front of our house. <laughs> had it for a while. Angel statue. Right? For a long I don't know how much I paid for it, but it was heavy. Right? But the Lord dealt with me about it. And I had to move it from there. Why? Why? Because that's not a real angel. Right? That is an image. Mm -hmm. That's an image. We shouldn't have those things. Same way we have crucifixion of Jesus on us. Mm -hmm. That's an image. right? Or we probably heard saying, you know, people in church, we probably heard over the years, well, you know, the Chinese, they'll see a Chinese Jesus. The blacks, they'll see a black Jesus. The whites see a white Jesus. Hispanics, Hispanic Jesus. That's an image. That's Making God conforming to the image that we have. Yeah. That shouldn't be. That's, right. That's idolatry. Mm-hmm. Right? But some churches tend to okay that. That's idolatry. None of us today know what Jesus looked like. But we're worshiping worship in what? Spirit and in truth truth. And Christ was standing before the Samaritan woman and he's saying worship in spirit and truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't do that in the church today. We worship out of the flesh and lie. Right? That can't be. And now we see why so many Christians are walking down and struggling so much. Because we got to take the mask, we got to take the costumes off. Right? You're going to hear me say this a lot. Because we have to do it. Alright, verse 20. So look what happened when they got rid of all these things. So the word of the Lord grew mightily. And prevailed. Prevail means made stronger. It says the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. So guess what? The word of the Lord had to grow mightily inside them first before it can grow in emphasis. Sometimes we're trying to save the city and somebody else and the word is not prevailing in us. You have heard me say it before? Luke Christian, corner Christian Goes a witness, they're gonna make another lukewarm, carnal Christian, and that's what we have: lukewarm preachers preaching and making lukewarm Christians. That ought not to be. Oh, and, and they'll be out there telling you, go minister, go witness, go soul winning, doing that, and they're lukewarm and they're carnal. And then we wonder why we come across people in the streets and we are prayer walking. Yeah, I know God. I gotta wait. Why are you bound? Mm, thank you, Why are you stuck on drugs? You don't know Christ. Woo, Jesus. No way. Because mm. there's no Holy Spirit in you. The same can't dwell together. That's right. That's right. But we make excuses for them. Yeah, they know God. No, they don't. And then we lie to them. They don't. Yes. You can't find me in scriptures telling me that they do. That ought not to be. It's got to prevail in our hearts first. So, it's like I said, we're wondering why the world is the way it is. It's our fault, the church. Amen. The word is not prevailing in us, in our lives. So now we're using other things to try to get the word across, whether it's politics, whether it's television. We're supposed to be the arms, the feet, the hands. We're supposed to be extensions we're the branches, we're the ones that's supposed to be reaching out where God's working unusual miracles through us, but he can't because we're not set apart we're conforming my God, my God, help us. and it pains me that's one reason why I don't go on Facebook because it pains me when I see Christians posting stuff like, that ain't of God and we're saying stuff, quoting stuff and it's not of God and you got other Christians saying amen, liking it same person I talked to last week, he said, you know, he says, one thing I because I was telling him about my health situation and the surgery and everything. He said, one thing I can say, and I, I never really hung out with this person. He said, one thing I can say, what I figured out about you over the years is you are calculated. You don't just go and you don't just do. You weigh everything out. You research things. Find out whether, and you know what, I do. I realize what he was saying was true. I do, right? And guess what? It gets me in trouble sometimes in the sense that I become the black sheep because I set up on in churches and pastors, whether being on the elder board, assistant pastor, and everybody's like, "Yeah, pastor, that's a good day," and I'm like, "Nah, that's not a good idea." I think you need to think about that. But because everybody wants to be a yes person. Right? And nobody wants to disappoint the pastor. Y'all could disappoint me by saying no. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. That's what I want y'all to do. If it's not right, it's not right. Amen. Right? But we don't do it. But I think about over the years, all the money that was wasted for, for different things, just because it sounded good. Just because it sounds good, doesn't mean it's good. And I talked about this a while ago. All unity doesn't mean it's good. When everybody coming into agreements, it doesn't mean good. It doesn't mean it's of God and it's good. Because guess what? They came to get unified when they were persecuting Jesus and when they came to stone Paul. So we got to be careful of that. We, we have to learn to pray. We have to learn to wait. We have to learn to not be in a rush, not be in a hurry, but take time to sit back. I said, okay, all right. What are you trying to do, God? Please speak. Right now, if they don't listen, that's fine. Right, but I would sit back. I was like, okay, you don't say you want to trip up, but I'll, I'll sit back. And you know how many times I wanted to say, "I told you so," <laughs> but I couldn't. But I wanted to so many times. I told you not to do that, but you didn't listen. You listened to this family member. You listened to that member because it was going along with your idea, but it was never God. So we got to be careful. We got to take our time and not be in a rush. Just because it has Jesus on the name on the end of it doesn't mean it's a God. Mm -hmm. I talked about that before. We got to be careful. We got to take our time. Amen. I'll stop right there and we'll get into Ephesians next week. Perfect. We'll see. Amen. Let's bow our heads.